No Offence Bab, where we discuss the uncomfortable topics, drop the truth bombs and have the raw and real conversations that make you feel socially acceptable. Guys, if you've enjoyed listening, please ensure you give us a follow and if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe for more updates. Really? Because we've just had a sleepover and we're here in our pajamas, living our best lives. But you know, like in this setting, I don't feel like we've sat together because obviously we had a guest. Oh, yesterday. just the three of us. That is true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she was poorly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, glad you're alive and still with us, Queen. Thank you. It was touch and go. Not gonna lie. Buzzing. We're in our pajamas because we had a sleepover. Yeah, I love being in my pajamas. It's Maybe this is really a new thing. Cozy. Yeah. Should we start wearing like cute pajamas every week? I These mean, aren't cute. I didn't. We weren't. We didn't plan this. Just to let everyone know. Well, I actually don't thing. wear pajamas to bed. I don't wear pajamas, but I do have like three pairs. Okay. People buy me them. Yeah. I don't use them. I mean, so I've actually just had to chuck on a pair of bottoms, and I don't even have matching. So this is just where's my the boyfriend's top? top? top. Mm. Huh? Where's the matching top? top it is. It's just somewhere. Oh. You know me. Like when I wash stuff, I just chuck it in as it goes. If the top's at the bottom of the basket and the trousers at the top, then yeah. that's where so they stay. Well, you don't wear them. You just. Don't know where they are. Yeah. I'm really anal with my washing. Are you? Whites only alone, blacks only alone. I mean, I used to separate greys and blues until my mate was like, get a fucking grip. That's extreme. And colours on their own. Yeah, I do colours black and white. Yeah, I do colours. No, like if something is predominantly pink or red, it goes in on its own, not with... Black. Yeah, oh, that's that a devil colour, and I love red as well. But it's a devil colour. I like thought it was a really cute pink. red dress. Yeah, and it just turned everything pink. I was fuming. My towels. It's really annoying. Now my towels don't match. Mm. I look like that girl. Oh. Doesn't have matching towels. If you don't have matching towels, you're totally okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just have a bit. Of, my house is quite OCD. Like you should see the way I fold my clothes. I have lots of different sets of towels. So some. And inevitably not going to match, but I got a whole bunch of grey, whole bunch of white, whole bunch of blue, yeah, same shade. Cool. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Okay. Like, yeah, I'm I just all grey. I'm just all grey, dark grey and light grey. Anyway, yeah. let's stop chatting about fucking towels because <laughs> people do not come to this podcast to hear about our washing and Mm-mm. our towels. But anyway, if we've made you feel like you're in the same club with the washing, there you go. There's your bit for the day. <laughs> so today's episode, we are throwing Lacey back into the hot seat. This comes around way too quick. It really does, doesn't it? It's like, like, oh my God, what have I got to share death. about my no, life? I've got so many, I could do one every week. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. You have got that on us, to be fair. But it's like, what shall I pick now out of my real addictive <laughs> issues? <laughs> Traumatic experiences? Well, I think this is something that's quite exciting because on throughout the seasons, you've talked a lot about plant medicines and like your journey. So today, you're talking about plant medicines. Can I just share something as well? It's September 22nd, so it's officially probably a week ago. No, is it September 22nd, 23rd? It's about a week ago now, maybe a bit longer, that on the day where the podcast actually started, like the idea. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I never shared it on social because I kind of forgot that day as I'm a busy day. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it was basically like we... It was after ayahuasca, so after the plant medicine. Right. I was listening to Shaman and she said something about a podcast. And someone was just like, you need to do a podcast with Holly. So I was like, oh, I want to do a podcast with Holly. I just saw it in my head. Then I'd actually said to my partner at the time, like, I want to do this podcast with Holly. And then the next day I'm driving and the motorway's crazy busy. I miss all my meetings. I just pull into Starbucks to do my last meeting at half one. It's 20 past one. And the only space left is next to Holly's car. So I pull in and I'm like, 
Holly, oh my God, we haven't seen each other since I think May when I moved. It was like moved. over a year. No, it was like May because I moved. You'd help me move house. And then oh, yeah, this was true, like September. True, true, Yeah, yeah sorry. So it'd been a while, but I cut my hair and everything mm. and after the plant medicine. And you were just like, I was like, Holly, I just want to do a podcast like we spoke about. And you were like, oh my gosh, I've just started one with someone and I'm just not feeling the vibe. Like, mm. yeah, I'm about to tell her. And then I was on the phone to Queen like about two hours later after my meeting in an M&S. I was like, yo, do you want to do a podcast? She's like, yeah. I was like, cool, let's go. <laughs> it all just aligned, didn't it? Yeah, and I feel like that was huge because I don't think if we, I didn't do that plant medicine, this podcast wouldn't be here. No, I don't think it would have been, That makes 100% sense, yeah. I don't think it would have at all. Because we actually, obviously, when we started season one, we said that when Sarah was here, we'd all, we were on a bathtub, a lot of us, and we'd spoken about it for about three years and nothing had ever came of it, but it was like, that was an action point for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. And also, it was, I didn't have the confidence before to be able to do that. Like, the plant medicine really gave me the confidence, kind of cleared my vision. Mm. It does a lot. So I don't know if you want me to go into it, Joanna's story. I think a great place to start is ayahuasca because I feel like that is when you really got introduced to it right or what kind of sent you to ayahuasca because I think firstly the first thing to say with the plant medicine though is that okay so first of all my journey is my journey it's not going to be the same as anyone else's everyone plant medicines give you what you need not what you want you can't expect what you're going to get you have no fucking idea you're literally turning up there like bro take it all or do whatever so first of all, your intention, if you are planning to do it, you are going to do something, your intention is key. Be mindful of your intention. Like, I was like, I'm fucking miserable. I need my whole life to change. So when I got back, it ripped my whole life apart. And I was like, I asked for this. I can't even complain. Mm. So you have to be mindful of your intention. Two, plant medicines, I don't believe, are for everyone or at every stage of your life, I don't feel. Um, I feel you should only do them if you feel the calling, not because, oh, Lacey's story sounds sick. I'm going to go do it. Or this person sounds great. If you feel a calling to do it, then that's your calling. Yeah, that's quite important, actually, because I do think a lot of people are so desperate for healing or fixing. They then do what other people have done, not because they feel it's right for them, but they're going, well, if it works for her, hopefully it'll work for me. So that's a good point. I like that. Yeah, I think it's it's such an in-depth, like these medicines are so in-depth and very deep. They're like... You can't take the piss, don't. And another thing, people go there like I was one of them. I went to ayahuasca thinking this is the magic thing; it's gonna fix my life. I'm gonna come back; everything's gonna be great. And it was the absolute opposite. It went in and it fixed me, I guess, to extend. I don't know. Fixed is like a loose word. I don't really like the word fix, but it opened my eyes and my perspective. And when I got back, this new version of me, because I was new, my world wasn't new. I had to go back into my world. And then everything had to change to align with who I was now. And everything had to fall apart. And I mean, it was fucking traumatic. And I think I'm really glad we're speaking about this now because you'll see the change in me as the journey's gone on. And that's why my opinions have changed so much. I've changed so much. I think I'm a lot calmer. Mm. I've even talked different. Yeah, you do. I'm so different. Totally different person. I almost wish we'd had like recordings of you from back in the day at your worst. I know that sounds like a sad thing to (laughs) say. Oh my God. I just don't think like for the listener, they will ever be able to understand the the transformation you've gone through. Yeah. Yeah. I think even through this year, they can see, and it's simply because the ayahuasca will continue to work for like as many years as it needs to. Like, I think it will just always be with me now. They say it opens like a door in your subconscious that never closes. It might need like oiling mm. after a while, but it will, it's open now. There's, you, you can just, it's always open. You've always got access to it. So what is a plant medicine? Mm. So plant medicine, people think that they're drugs. I think drugs are pharmaceutical, man-made. Like cocaine is a drug. Um, paracetamol is a drug. They're man-made. 
For me, a plant medicine is something very natural that you can go and pick off of a plant and utilize. No, it doesn't have to be manufactured or anything else. So ayahuasca, for instance, is a, I went and picked my own shakuna leaves from the jungle and we went and picked our own ayahuasca vine. We whacked it down and together banged that up, put the, with the vine in with the leaves with some water, cooked it up for a few hours. That was ayahuasca. That's a medicine. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, people are very judgmental. People do think they're drugs. Some people that I'm very close to, but I won't out them, say shit like, now nah, you're just a nut job in the jungle doing drugs. How do you feel about those type of people? Because I think everybody has the right to do what they want. But to me, that's a little bit extreme and offensive to say you're just a nut job in the jungle doing drugs. But people do think that. People literally. Yeah, they do. Like, oh, you're just all up your nut. And then I'm like, yeah, basically. Um... I think it's just the perception of what you think it is because when we think of drugs, we, I think of crack houses. Mm-hmm. And I see people in the street looking awful. And it's really sad, actually. I see drug de- like druggies all the time. I was thinking about it yesterday because I was in London. And it's just so hurtful and so sad when you see them like that. And that's your own vision because that's all we know. We're only... Plumber lessons are quite big now. And I'm glad we're talking about it because a lot of people are wanting to do them. But, you know, they're still very new and people don't really understand them. So when you realise that actually this is, it's a, it's totally not a crack den. It's, it's a place of really loving, like I'm in the Amazon jungle, like the lungs of the freaking world. Mm-hmm. And I, I honestly, personally, this is my perspective, I would not advise, or I don't think it's respectful to do ayahuasca anywhere outside of where it grows. I don't think you should bring it, bringing it to England and taking it here. I just don't think you're going to get the full experience of what this vine can do for you if it's not given by their home people in their home place. You know, you're kind of taking that out and putting it in a different setting that isn't set up for that. So you're saying ayahuasca, like, is ayahuasca the actual plant? Like, ayahuasca is a vine. A vine, okay. Yes, it's a tree. Got you. So you're, okay. So you make the ayahuasca So drink. you flew to Peru yeah. in the jungle to go to this tree to make the plant from that. Yeah, okay. to make the drink. Okay, I got you, got you, got you. Yeah, it was quite scary. Obviously, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? And I'll tell you how it started. So my plant medicine journey started last year. It started in January with mushrooms, and I did ayahuasca in August, and I did mushrooms again in November. I mean, guys, the most I've ever done before is like smoked weed, or I did an E once in Ibiza when I was really young, and it went horribly wrong. I was projectile vomiting everywhere. I was a mess. It was absolutely terrifying. Never did it again. Mm. Did a few lines of coke in the past when I was young, but I felt forced into it by my ex. It was very peer pressurey, and I never had reactions from drugs. I did MDMA once as well. <laughs> oh, <laughs> coming out the bag. Yeah, I was all young. And, yeah, I was yeah. really young, and but I never had effects from them. They made me tired and sleepy. I was like, I don't really see the point of why people do. This. So all I've right. never. So imagine for ten years, apart from smoking weed, I haven't touched any drug. So I had no expectation of going into this. I didn't know what to expect, didn't know anything. But I tried to pinpoint like where my calling come from ayahuasca because again, it's a calling I feel. And I say to people, when people are like, oh, I want to do ayahuasca, I'm like, do you have a calling? Or is it just something you want to do? Mm. Is it just because I've done it? Like, yeah. It's true, I remember yeah. when we first met, uh, I think we'd had a sleepover or whatever. We'd been out, we were in your kitchen having breakfast and you were like, I really want to go and do ayahuasca. Yeah. And I'd never heard of it before. I was like, oh yeah, what's that? And then obviously you got into it. And I just thought to myself, oh God, with my... Uh, prior marijuana experience I should probably stay away from plants or drugs but that's how I viewed them then as drugs yeah and I think like um I didn't actually the crazy thing is so I kind of pinpointed it back so I was like when did this call-in start it's actually weird I've had it for a lot of years and it was after the tape um that year 
I went to a wedding and I was like eight weeks or nine weeks pregnant and no one knew. So I was at this wedding and I was on a table of really cool people and I realised, I got the memory, they were all talking about ayahuasca and I'd mm. never heard of it. But can I just say something so interesting? This is the level of the calling I had. I never researched ayahuasca. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know anyone's experiences. And I mean, for five years, I'd had it on my mind. I wanted to do it. I was like, I want to go do this. And yeah, I'd never had... Um, never known anything about it, never researched. I tried to listen to a podcast once and something just kept blocking me. Like I mm. just couldn't ever listen to it. It was so weird. But I really, I think that's important because you're not, I, I went in there blind. I didn't know where I was going, which was scary. And I didn't have anything to expect from it. I didn't know what the hell to, all I, I was in full on surrender guys. Like last year, I'd really changed my life. Last year was a real big catalyst year for yeah. me where I was like, I need to change. I'm so unhappy, like, guys, I had no energy, I was sick, yeah. when I realised how sick my body was, and it's sad, because people are walking around on a daily, and we're thinking that we're just overtired and stuff, and it's just normal life, but it isn't, yeah, you're dying, you're <laughs> dying, when I went to my homeopath after ayahuasca, she was just like, how are you surviving on a daily basis, I was like, I'm not, like, I'm really mm. not, and then your relationships suffer and you're a bit of a dick to people. Like you just, all these nasty traits are coming out of you because you're so sick. You're so, fighting all these emotions. And... and you don't understand because you just think this is life now. This is what I'm going to be like. And I remember looking at myself and I remember crying on like my birthday on my 28th. And I said like, you don't understand how scary it is that I, every day I wake up, the person I know who I am is further and further away from me. Mm. And I'm trying to get her back and I can't. And imagine being so creative of like, a cre I'm really, I thought creativity was like painting and no. writing. Creativity is, everyone is creative. Everyone has something in them that they can do. Like Holly's is really great at like strategizing businesses and growing business, mm. like you're really great at finding that. Mm. Queen, you're really creative in loads of different ways of people. You're really creative of people. Mm. I'm really creative in, I love making money. I love doing businesses. I'm just creative in a lot. Of, everyone's creative in so many, I'm creative, we're creative for our kids. Like, so yeah, like ideas, creative. yeah. Yeah, yeah. sometimes when I'm just with you guys and you think, I'm like, that's so creative. Like a way to distract them or something mm. or a new way to let them see something. Everyone has creativities. So imagine like, I am a really creative person that has created a lot in her life before, but for five years or four years, I just couldn't create anything and I was so drained and it was like an elastic band was constantly pulling me back. Mm -hmm. So I went to ayahuasca, surrendered, like I'm ready. Whatever the fuck needs to happen, needs to happen. So I go to the jungle and I'm on this plane. I miss my flight, like two flights, it was great. I miss my flight by being in the seat, the flights were five minutes different. Oh my god! So I went, and I just, I went to the five minute later once, so I missed it by five minutes, my train, my plane, it was so annoyed. But they say when you're going to do ayahuasca, you'll get like purges, so a lot will start to come up and start to be released. I had four sittings of ayahuasca, you do it every other day. Mm -hmm. but just going into the Amazon jungle alone is the most healing thing in the world, like, it's incredible. You just honestly feel at home. You're just like, I've never felt so loved and protected in my whole life by a bunch of trees. Like, it's a whole different energy. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, so you meet the people. You have, like, an opening circle. It's all very sacred. The shaman, like, she comes from a line of shamans. I think you also need to be very mindful when it comes to doing stuff like this. Ayahuasca can be very dark if you don't know who you're going to do it with. I'd only go from recommendations. Women can get raped by shamans. Like, it's that, oh. there was, there's been stories where men are like, Oh, they, they envisioned it. It didn't happen. But they did. They raped them. 
So like, right. so because it's like not well regulated, you know, it's in a third world country. Yeah. I would only go like to, to people. To a female. Well, just to people that you trust their experience. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Say if people wanted to come to me, I would put you to someone I would trust. I right. know two people I trust. I know someone else who's done it, done it with someone else. They really trust. I know referral, that. Referral basically, yeah. Referral basis, yeah. You want to be safe. Because you, if you're going to go and be this vulnerable state where, I mean, you're opening everything up, everything, there's nothing. Ayahuasca is a drink that shows you every dark part of you that you don't want to look at. Mm. So for one, you have to be the type of person that's willing to look at your shit because you might not be here this lifetime to do that. So just know, like, that might not be your time. Mm. Um, For me, it clearly fucking was, which I'm glad now. But I mean, yeah, so you go... I went with very trusted people. It was the lady I did my mushroom ceremony with as well, so she'd already had that connection with her. And it's just so amazing. I met the uh, the girls now are my best friends. Like I've only known them for a year, but I love them so much. I my my sisters. I go to them with everything and anything. Like there's such a safe space. We just get each other because we have a different way of thinking to majority of people. Mm. We've all had the journey together. They've seen like my darkest sides through that journey. Like I was sharing stuff with them that I've never told anyone. Like so we just have this bond now that's like unbreakable. It's really beautiful. So just really a great and people say it's interesting because no one's really seen that before where a group of people have ended up staying so close on these kind of things so you go you drink every other night obviously you're absolutely terrified the journey lasts like seven-ish hours I'd say five to seven hours maybe um and everyone's journey is different so I don't really want to go into mine too much I want to probably go out more into what happens afterwards yeah. so I feel everyone's journey is so different I can't tell you mine and but just to explain it because I think like obviously you're just talking from I've done it so you naturally in your head I think you think everyone thinks so yeah. when you're taking the medicine you're saying five to seven hours that's it going through your body going through the system yeah, are you like in a trance state? Is it through drink? Stuff? Yeah. So yeah. it's a little shot cup. You literally only take like half. It's tiny, a tiny amount. I was taking two cups because it just, I needed that to get me up. <laughs> Clear me out. <laughs> right? It was like not hitting me. And they're like, whoa, you're a warrior. Like, mm. um, so yeah, I had to have two cups. Majority of people was having like half. But everyone's experience was different. So you sit with it and it's very intentional. Like you kind of just, you know, just give it love and just sit with it for a second. You're at the shaman. She calls you, so you go into this like, it's like a temple thing, but it's like a wooden hut thing, but it's really beautiful. And their beds all set up. It's really beautiful. You go in the dark, you do it in the dark, ayahuasca, completely blacked out. Um, and you just can see like light from the outside of the jungle and it's mm. so beautiful. You hear the jungle noises. Oh my gosh, it's the most magical place. So you go in, they cleanse you, um, and you pick cards before to kind of like, what's your intention of this? Um, mine was all about like bloody beyond the illusion, like transforming. It was mm. really deep stuff and it really was that. So you go in and they'll call you, you go up to a shaman, you sit with your drink for a minute, you take it in, drink it. The drink is gross. Yeah. Um, shot it and then you go sit down, you put your eye mask on and you just wait. Like you just open, ready to receive. And then, yeah, you start to go, and it's, it's a psychedelic, so you go okay. on a journey. But not all plants are psychedelic. So I'm going to go do a master plant next year mm -hmm. in the jungle again. But it's not psychedelic. I'll be alone for, like, 10 days. Won't talk to anyone. Completely by myself. I'll probably eat once a day, and I'll drink a plant. But it's not going to be trippy. Right. It'll just be what that medicine needs to give to me. Mm -hmm. So this is a psychedelic. So you do go into visions and all of that. And everyone's visions are different, but... It's the most magical thing. And actually, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately where like monks or Buddhists or people that really meditate, they did ayahuasca and like, I'm here every day. This is where I live. 
So it wasn't a big thing for them. Right. But us normal people that don't that feel that level of um, bliss or I think personally it's heaven, but it is definitely a different dimension. And you know, when I went up there, my first drink, so I'm sitting there, I'll tell you my first one, it was crazy. I'll just share this part. I didn't get up. So everyone's laughing, having, crying, doing their thing. And I'm like triggered, like, why is it not happening to me? And I was like, is this a con? I've just come 18 hours. I spent all this money. Yeah. Like literally all these things are running through my head. As everyone comes down and starts going to sleep, I'm going off my rocker by myself, my first time. I was like, what the fuck? Obviously I'm a bit scared. And I wrote in my journal, cause I read it back quite often. It was like, I was preparing for birth. I was like, Re Rebecca, give me a blanket, the shaman. I was like, give me a blanket. Get me some Apache. My Apache is cigarettes, but it's um, <coughs> jungle um, tobacco. So it's not like actual, I can't even call it cigarettes. That's really fucking disrespectful. Apache is so different. And I even like spoke to the plant of Apache, which is tobacco. That poor thing, like it doesn't cause fires. When you leave Apache, it'll just go out. You can, I could sleep with it and it wouldn't set my house on fire. Like it doesn't cause cancer and stuff like that. Like people that smoke it in these indigenous countries are very healthy, live very long. Mm. So I was like, really what we're getting given it's fucking bullshit, like, you know, and I felt bad for you. I was like, sorry. Yeah, it's all money and greed over here, isn't oh, yeah, it? Yeah, just no trying to kill you. you. Yeah, yeah and I was like, they're making you so bad in the West. I'm sorry, you're so great. Uh -huh. like, it was such, I was having such a moment with the plant. So I'm going off, yeah, so I'm asking this girl, I'm like, get me this, get me that. And I didn't realise, and then she went to sleep. But obviously your shamans are there, like, they will wake up if you need them. But they said something called star, surrender, trust, allow, receive. And that's all I kept saying was surrender, trust, allow, receive, surrender, trust, allow, receive. Just had to keep like mind over matter and just going with it. So I just kept set, repeating that. And I just went on the journey. And the thing is with plants, you have to let go. You Like you can't be a really controlling person and go and do this and be wanting to control it all because this is a whole nother energy that's taken over you. But you've got to surrender to it or it can't do the work it needs to do. Mm -hmm. There's absolutely no point. If you're gonna sit and just control it and you can't get into a space of letting go. You're wasting your time. Completely wasting time. It's just life. interesting that you're basically saying all of this and you're very like, you're saying like you're writing things down. I imagine you're taking this and to be like psychedelic. Oh, I wrote it down the next out. day. Oh, okay. Yeah, so no, in it, you're down. kind it's of like blackened. sleepy and. You're just, yeah, you're just in a trance. Like you're just, you're in like, your body's there. You know your body's there. And I could get up and go to the toilet and stuff if I needed to. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It would be a little bit like, oh, but I could do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you're still there, you're getting it. But the first thing that happened, like, it's almost like your soul just goes up. You kind of go through these visions, which I just think is traveling through dimensions. And it really reminds me of like Marvel films, yeah. like Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is so real for sure for me now. Like that is what I feel was happening. I was going to new dimensions and I went up and you feel these energies there. They're different beings. They're not like humans, they're just energies. Um, you already know them. I knew them, they guided me. They're here with me all the time, but I never noticed before. And I have like this sister there and I haven't really thought about her in a while, but I feel that she's with me a lot. Cause when I was there, she was like my sidekick. She was always with me. And um, I, the first thing I said to them was they really hurt me down there. And they went, yeah, cause you have no boundaries. Literally, I was like, oh, harsh. <laughs> it was like I was in this weird hospital thing and the whole four days of, cause it was every other day we did. So you have to have a break the next day, mm -hmm. really rest and integrate. Um, Every day I had a new journey and I didn't have any bad trips. I know people get scared of bad yeah. trips. But I just feel like if you put that intention out and you've got that fear, you're probably gonna get it. But mm. I didn't know what to expect. I'd never really heard of bad trips. I didn't know. Obviously like normal drugs, I'd had bad trips, but like I didn't think this was a drug because it's so loving and plant and you know, there's 
really beautiful humans giving you this and looking and it just felt like I was in a hospital like there was women doing our washing people women cooking for us men looking after us like you just felt so safe and loved in this it's the most love I've ever felt in my whole entire life so yeah I went through the journeys um do you have any questions about anything else I was just gonna say like you said about the bad trips and you, earlier you said well it brings out what's in you so with those bad trips could that just be that that person's done really shitty crappy things and actually it's just bringing to light the bullshit you've you've done i think bad trips in my perspective are what you really deep down fear right i don't think i really have any deep down fears honestly right. guys i've had two biggest fears in my life and they'd already both come true at this point right so okay. i don't really have that much left to fear and i think god does that to me because it's like you don't need to fear like we need to move out of fear as humans because it's just such a shit vibration. Mm. Like it's just, you're gonna create so much shit from that. Like, I've done it, yeah. I've done it. Mm. Like I live there, like it's so real. And I don't feel like I live in fear anymore. It comes, I witness it, I don't live there. I witness it, allow it to go and I vibrate higher. Um, so I do think it's that, like your deep dark conscience, but you have to remember, I've had a lot of trauma in my life, a lot. I was the most sick in that place. Like I've had great, like my Oscar journey was insane. Like I saw people leeching on me, like they were actually leeching on me. It was crazy. And I had to like sick it all up. It was so intense. Did you actually physically throw up? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you're physically purging. I was so sick. I was, the first night when I rebirthed myself, so I had this um, trip, my first one, and I was in like this shell of, it was me, and it just broke open. I was like, Actually, I had full-on labour pains. Like, I was having to use my birthing techniques that I use with Mabs in this. Oh. I was fully giving birth. Obviously, everyone else is asleep. Then this crack shell thing happens. I kind of come out. Then I'm sick. And I mean, I can't even pick myself up because I'm so, like, in a weird... It was like, me and Ayahuasca were working so well together. And this isn't people's usual experience. Even my shaman said I've never seen people have this experience on their first go. Um, Because I'll tell you why, what it usually is on a first go. Um... So I was having this rebirth and I was really working with Ayahuasca. I surrendered. I was like, Ayahuasca, like, this is a bit hard now. You should stop and mm. give me a break. And then when I was ready to go again, she'd... we just it was a really beautiful dance between us. But I couldn't even get up to be sick, so I was sick all down me. And it was so funny because you're tripping. I felt like the sick was all integrating and going, like mm. disintegrating, sorry. So I woke up in the morning like, oh, I, my sick's disintegrated. It was all down. It was like, oh, no, it's definitely... <laughs> <laughs> But usually your first ceremony, everyone says, is a diagnostic. So the drink comes in, it tells the shaman what you need. But mine just went in and fucking started getting straight to work. It was like, girl, you're ready. Let's do it. We've only got four days. Let's get it done. And I mean, the third ceremony was, and although I've had a lot of trauma in my past, like so much, my none of my trips were traumatic. I've never had a bad trip, a traumatic trip. And I don't believe I ever will, mm -hmm. simply because I'm that type of person that just, I, I know what you put out is what you get. And I just don't really have them fears. And... I just don't think when you believe or are scared of that, it's going to sharpen gonna your reality. Come, yeah. Whereas mine just won't because I don't believe that. Mm. So I keep, if I do have a bad trip, guys, I do love tripping every now and then. I'll let you know. Mm. Um, but I had a really great, like a, my third ceremony was the best party I'd ever been to in fucking heaven or wherever it is. Had the best party. But even on the fourth day, I was like, okay, I'm done now. Like my body was in agony. I was, I was just drained. I was like, man, this is really, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Although I'd had such good journeys, I was like, my body, like, this was the hardest work I've ever done in my life. Like when people tell me they work 18 hours a day on their job and it's so hard, like I appreciate that, but going and dealing with 30 years of trauma in 10 days, mm. is probably the hardest thing you'll ever Sometimes. do in your life. I was so drained. So my last one felt like I'd been in war and I had wounds all over me, they were hurting. And this snake was going through me, stitching me up. 
And I mean, I was in fucking agony. Again, everyone's asleep and I'm just there doing these journeys on my own. It was mm. crazy. So yeah, it's a really beautiful time. Definitely if you feel called, I'd recommend it. But also like look for alternatives. Ayahuasca isn't the only thing. Dr. Joe Dispenza has an amazing meditation retreat. I'd recommend Vipassana. I'd recommend mushroom ceremony. I was just going to say, let's, let's talk mushrooms okay. because I've had friends that absolutely thrive on it and they're just like, it's the best thing ever. I had one friend that told me that he bumped into Kanye on mushrooms. Love that. Um, and that Kanye was telling him like all this crazy stuff, which I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, uh, a bit mental. So when you say mushrooms, is it like a mushroom like that you cook with your breakfast? You could go pick them off the street. They're growing the grass. Okay. What, in the UK? In the UK. Yeah, there's mushrooms you could go pick and eat that will give you this, that psychedelic. So when you were a kid and your parents would be like, don't, don't touch eat. those mushrooms, they're the poisonous ones. <laughs> Are those likely to be the mushrooms that you should smoke or eat or whatever it is? I don't think people um, know too well what they are, like mm. they're a certain type. But yeah, there's some that are going to be poisonous and deadly, like don't just go pick any random mushrooms because <laughs> you could die. But yeah, some of them are going to be psychedelic ones. And you could, there's apps. You can like find my mushroom or something as an app where you could just, it will tell you where they are in the UK and you can go find them. Oh, wow. Now probably so about this time of year now. Okay, can you talk a little bit about this? Because I am tempted by a mushroom. I'm not going to lie. Same. Okay, what's the mm. temptation you're feeling? I think like just, it's the temptation by like hearing others' stories. Probably not because I've been called myself to do it. I you don't want to experience it. I don't, yeah, I don't feel like I need it. I just am like, well, everyone's curiosity, either happens. Yeah, yeah, curiosity. Okay. But then the thing that puts me off is like these bad trips. Like, I just don't need that. But also you say a lot actually about, you know, things come to life about what you need to deal with or you get signs or call-ins or messages. I'd quite be intrigued to see what comes up in my head. I do feel like since doing plants, my life has manifested way more magically and life is very easy for me now. I don't feel like, I, if I think about my past year, it's been the most traumatic year. Um, but I'll go into that after the integration side, mm -hmm. but we'll talk about the mushrooms for now. So I do believe like mushrooms are a lot more way lower dose. Like it's DMT is ayahuasca, mushrooms are psilocybin. So it's a totally different mm -hmm. thing, okay? So mushrooms are a great place to start and I think definitely I feel like anyone could do mushrooms but again like don't just you know don't do it just to do it mm -hmm. like have intention for doing it obviously people take them in party settings I'd actually never really done that um I've just always done it in a quiet serious set and I did do two mushroom trips in Amsterdam when I was mm -hmm. the last there that was super fun it was really funny so I did do it a lot more light hide than like deep healing work but so first of all I think you need to distinguish what setting are you going to do it in I would personally recommend if you are going to do it First of all, do it in a, some kind of healing setting. Like, I could come and do one with you. So, um, yeah, pick the setting. Like, are you going to go have it with your mates, having bants? But you have to remember, again, like, if you do trip in that situation, like, it's not going to be the most comfortable or safe setting for you. That's why I think I really like to do it in the settings I do because there's people that are there to look after you. It's respected. It's used in the way it's supposed to be used. It's not being So you go to mushroom ceremonies, don't you? Yeah. So yeah. talk a bit about them, like you go to the ceremony, so you would have like, what, 10 people sat in a circle doing mushrooms and then just, what? So I go for like a weekend one, usually it's like a two day event, should usually have to stay over, you can't obviously go home, just hire mushrooms or coming down. <laughs> and you probably don't want to either. Yeah. Um, you arrive on this Friday or Saturday and you get to meet people from all different types of walks of life, which I love because you're like, oh my God, I'm not the only one who's either fucked up or <laughs> interested in what this is, and I'm not the only weirdo. 
you just meet so many, like so many different people, like lawyers or professionals, and you're just like, wow, this is really cool. And the school I go to, a lot of the parents have done it too, and I'm like, wow, these are. This, it's very is a big thing actually. It's just normal people in normal society. It's quite weird for, mm. but it's not actually weird where I am now. Um, you meet everyone. You'll pick a card. They always usually pick a card, like your intention. So my first one was transformation. My first mushroom ceremony. I remember that. I've still got the picture. And oh my God, that really did. That kicked off my whole like transformation. It was insane. Um, and then you, um, so you'd chill the Friday, get to know everyone. This was the one I went to. The Saturday we woke up, had a little break, went for a walk. You don't eat in the morning because you don't eat when you are taking mushrooms so it can get into your system. Maybe have like a smoothie or some fruit in the morning. Then at one, you go into the room, you all just kind of share what it is like, I don't know, an intention or something. You lay down, you make it really comfy, get like, we brought a duvets down, pillows, that's really comfy, like bed on the floor. And then you take, you go up again, you kind of give the intention, take the mushroom, you go down, put your, go lay down, put your eye mask on. And again, you just wait patiently and just wait for the journey to come. And my first one was intense. I um, had this baby come to me that I'd like previously, like yeah thing and it was so intense like I had to give I think the baby was actually going to be due that weekend which I didn't know until oh, I got wow. there and it was so intense it was like um I was like having to give the baby over to like I don't know these people and I was like screaming like it was awful in this whole vision and I was just sitting there sitting up crying like it was so intense and but one, I didn't realize it had affected me the way it had, and I didn't realize it was like such a big deal. So it was like a really great place. I've never actually shared that with anyone. So it was a good place mm. to go through that in that journey. So mm. there are things that come up, and that's why you want to be in a safe space, yeah, you know. Yeah. And but the great thing is that afterwards, like your life just gets so great. Do you have any more questions about mushrooms before I go into integration? No. Okay. No, so yeah. Integration, I feel I really want to talk about. So I think it's such a big point that people really miss. They take these drugs or whatever it is, and then it's like, yeah, fuck it. And people should be taking them every week. And I'm like, that's so disrespectful, I feel. I've read that you should only take mushroom ceremonies like twice a year. And you can microdose in between if you want. Microdosing, I'd really recommend. It's really great. Um, and ayahuasca, so they say mushrooms you can take more frequently because they grow in nature more frequently. Mm -hmm. Ayahuasca, the vine takes seven years to grow. It's oh, not wow. something you're going to take all the time. It's not going to be like that, you know? You go with nature. So integration is the process of all the messages and everything that you've seen, giving yourself the time to be able to really sit with them and to allow everything to come up. So for instance, I feel like the integration isn't as big on like mushrooms, but there is still integration. You get really cool messages and stuff. But my integration from ayahuasca, whole different ball game. Like I landed the next day, my daughter's dad broke up with me. Um, then um, I got the podcast idea, bumped into you. Then I, um, daughter's dad moved out. He moved out and then I found out I weren't gonna get paid for six months. I didn't get paid for six months. Um, he was kind of in and out of my life. Everything. I couldn't speak to my mum anymore. Like, it was a lot. Mm. And I feel like for people that just go straight back into work, which I've seen, and don't have that time to integrate, it can be a lot. And I'm not saying this happens to everyone, because my friends are, have an amazing life after ayahuasca and yeah. nothing's really changed. But my intention was that I need to change my life. And that's why I say be mindful of your intention. It's important to, sh to share the good and the bad with this. Yeah, course. like... 
I want to be real with people. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm like that as a person. And what I will say though, all them situations that happen, I mean, I when I got back, I cried for like hours and hours a day. I can't even, if you asked like my brain's dad, he was like, you cried so many rivers. I mean, I cried all my childhood trauma, all my pains and it was so intense. I couldn't even speak to my mum anymore. Like I haven't been able to speak to my sister. I've told her, I was like, I can't speak to you. Like I've had this realization and I just can't speak to you. It's just, my energy just can't be with her anymore. It, it made me think I was speaking to her every day before. Mm, and writing you down. But like, what kind of energy was I in to be around her every day before that? Now I can't even be in the same life. Yeah, like you was probably on her energy, whereas now you're above it. Way, way like, I don't even want to say above. But I'm no, just way not like you're above somebody, but yeah. you're just in a different, yeah. Because I don't feel like anyone is better than anyone. I really don't believe that. Or like, I'm not better than anyone. You're not better than anyone. Mm. Like, we're just the best us. Like, everyone is best the best. Versions. Everyone is just the best. Like all of you. And no matter where you are in your life, you're the best at where you are now. And just live in that because everything always ends. Things come in cycles. Um... But yeah, so the integration part is so key. I've really allowed myself to cry everything out. I really, tr I couldn't speak to mom, so I didn't. And I followed that, you know? My brain's dad broke up with me and he even said he was like, because I found out then he was like talking to someone else um, like the, that day or the next day. And that he was like, you're taking this so well. Oh my gosh, before I'd have been slashing his tires, smashing mm -hmm. up his car, cutting off his clothes. I still allowed him, he was like, do you want me to move out? I was like, you can still stay here, like, stay here till you find a place. And there was a part of me, it was like, I need to get used to you going because I've had you for seven years, like, and you leaving me, like, he was a massive, now when I look at it, I was really codependent on him. And he really helped me. I'm so grateful for him and all the experiences, no matter how crazy it got, because I'm who I am now. Mm. But I needed him to go in order for me to find me. Mm -hmm. So I'm super, super that. grateful. Yeah, yeah like, because he was my crutch everything I'd ring him like I remember when we were releasing the tape episode that morning the only thing I wanted to do was speak to him and mm. be like I was and I remember just sitting there and being like Lace you can get through like something you want to cry yeah. I was like you can get through this like you've got this kind of thing and yeah I did it on my own and every time you do something on your own and you don't fall into that old habit or old pattern you're growing and growing and growing and I feel this is what integration is it's being very aware sitting with things and just allowing the medicines to integrate before doing anything else. So I did do a mushroom ceremony in November after, which even the shaman, because it's the same shaman I use, she was like, are you sure you need to do this? And I love that because she's not money grabbing, right? Mm. Two girls that wanted to come on the ayahuasca trip, she said no to. She was like, no, I don't think your energy's right. And I just don't think you're gonna do. On what basis? Just just yeah. energy, like. So one of them, she took on a tr on a on a ceremony, not a ceremony. She had like a retreat she was doing, and she had like mushroom truffles. So she said to everyone, "Oh, if you want one, I've got some." So she gave them to everyone. She said, "If you want to do it, do it tonight." And the girl didn't. She did it the next day. So then she's off on one when she's trying to do other stuff, and she was like, "I don't trust you, and I'm not going to work with you now." Yeah, oh, because okay, you've yeah. not followed my guidance, and you have to at ayahuasca, I imagine. Yeah, for real. Like she don't, can't work with people that you just can't trust with these crazy big medicines. Yeah, yeah, like this yeah. is no. I was going to joke. Like, it's not a joke. Like, even to my cousin, I'm like, yo, man, I'm still going for it. Like, I can feel ayahuasca even now. Like, I'm like, this is ayahuasca, or, or just, I can see it. Um, But what I see now in my life is so much more magical and connected. Like, my life is so beautiful. I'm so happy, guys. I can't even tell you. I live my bestest life. There's nothing I want to change in my life. I don't feel like I need to change anything, but I'm open to receiving more and I'm open for mm. abundance. And I mean, magical stuff just happened. So I feel because I really integrated and allowed the time to go. So I did do the mushrooms because 
you know, my daughter's had a broken up with me. I just found out I'm not getting paid. I was in a real chat. I was like, okay, I'm feeling quite rough. Mm. And I remember six months after looking back and being like, how the fuck did I make it through this? Old Lacey would have never been able to make it through this. But ayahuasca is like a stern grandma. She gives you a tough loving, but she also gives you the tools you need to get through. And it told me this in my journal. I was like reading it, like, you're going to know how to heal when you get home. You're going to be okay and all this stuff. So I already knew... I didn't know how shit was going to get. Obviously, I did not expect mm. this. Um, so I just kept staying calm and centered. And I was just like, okay, whatever's happening is happening. I'm trusting it's all working for me. And now I can see a year on that my life is so magical and so beautiful. And guys, I mean, like things just fall out the air for me. It's fucking mental. I just walk and just things appear. And I'm just like, I have conversations with God all the time. And I just know like I'm safe and I'm okay. And I don't know what my life's going to look like in six months or a year. I don't really know the planet's going in, but I have little stepping stones and little things that are given to me. Like even my business partner now, my new business is launching um, in October 25th, which I'm so excited about. And obviously we'll share about it more. This come because of ayahuasca for sure. Like the podcast come because of ayahuasca. I've started writing a book because of ayahuasca. All my creativity has come mm, because of that. Come back, yeah. Yeah, but it's because I surrendered and allowed. There's friends I've seen that did ayahuasca that don't feel like they've had any change or right. haven't had any crazy great things happen to them or any shit things in my case. Um, but I think it's, I believe it's because they didn't surrender and they're not allowing and allowing that integration because the thing is, guys, if you want your life to change, you have to change. You can change it outside as much as you can, but if you don't change, you'll keep attracting in the same yeah. stuff in. Yeah. But to change yourself is hard. You have to lose things. I lost my mum. I lost my partner. I lost friends. Family. I've, family. I've sacrificed absolutely everything. I lost so like everything I lost so much but what I've got back is so much better than what I had like what I had before was built on bullshit and it was miserable what I have now is so incredible and so beautiful but obviously there's a transition period of that really awkward phase I felt lonely at times I didn't want to speak to anyone I was just alone a lot um I just had to be by myself I had to cry a lot and I had to go and face people and be like, you fucking upset me because of X, Y, and Z. It was interesting mm. because obviously we were recording as you was going through this transition. It's almost like you had a checklist of stuff, which you literally did. And you was like, right, this is next on my list to like this deal with and this. And it was. Yeah. And we were like there, you know, obviously before the podcast, we have a catch up before. So it, I really have seen such a change in you seeing like all these little things being checked off and then this like freeing energy that you've got to where you are now. Thanks, I love it. I think I'm so grateful for this podcast. I don't, I think, because I was like, why did we do the podcast? I was like, what was, why did I need that? And it was one of the first messages I got. But I feel it's been therapy. Yeah, it's also been real. a way, yeah. It's been a way for me to witness my journey. I think it's also been a great way for other people to be able to see a change and that people can change and, mm. you know, just hopefully learning from me on the journey, hopefully. And also, like, you guys have just been the best support. Like, when I've needed weeks to just cry, I've been like, guys, I can't this week. And you've just been like, yeah, cool. Like, you've been yeah. so open and supportive and a space for me to come and talk to. And, like, before the calls, like you said. So I'm really, really grateful to you guys as well. I feel like you've really had my back. And even people on this podcast, like, the whole community that we've created, the whole No Offence mm. part, like, I love it so much because of what it's done for me. And I don't mm. think people realise how much this podcast has done, like, I don't know how my integration would have been or how everything would have been without this. And I think that's why as well, my opinions have changed so much. Like when I first started this podcast, I was, I was still high off ayahuasca. Like I was like four months out of when we first started. So I was very energetic and very, and you can see now I'm very calm, mm. and relaxed and just mm. super, super chilled. Now I'm with you on that. I, I feel definitely like feel awesome. you. Yeah. 
So sometimes I feel, and I don't know if it's personal experience or just when you try and research or look into something or speak to other people, um, a few of people I've spoken to about ayahuasca and people who do plant medicines and everything, they feel that, because you said you lost people, you lost friends, you lost that. I think I can see why that would be, right? Because if you go on this great big journey, you do this extremely powerful medicine, you're going to come back different. Not everybody's necessarily going to appreciate that difference. But then also on the flip side, I've spoke to a few people who are like, oh, ayahuasca and mushrooms are really bad. I had a friend, they did it, and they just turned into this asshole, and they're really disrespectful, and they don't give a shit about people. What do you say to that? Because I think there is some truth to it. Not everybody who goes and does it comes back and is beautiful, accepting and loving. Some people do have to get a little bit savage and start cutting people off. Can I jump in on that? Mm. I think it's almost like, yeah, they've probably got that message. You can tell me if this is true or not. Have they got that message and they've not seen it from a nice place of like, okay, I need to cut boundaries nicely. They've seen it as I need to become a cunt and basically tell everyone to fuck off. You know, like also... That you don't know the person that's telling you this story. From their perspective, it might look like they've done that, but really they might have just disappeared and never really replied back to their messages again because they just are not in a space to. Mm-hmm. You don't really mm. know the two sides of the story. So for me, because it's funny enough, I was speaking to someone recently and they were like, oh, tell me about ayahuasca. And I was selling, sharing it with them. And I was like, you know, it's really weird that I'm talking to you and that you like me because it means we're energetically vibing because I said a lot of people since ayahuasca don't like me. So their perspective of me, you will speak to people that will be like, Lacey's turned into a dick, she's an asshole. she doesn't care about anyone, X, Y, and Z. You guys see me every single week and see a different version of me. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to have their own perspective through their own lens. And yeah, I appreciate that's that. that's true, actually, knowing some of the... I appreciate that. I really so do. And could... do you know what? They're going to see that through me because I was a person before who was a people pleaser. I would give everything to everyone. I'd never put myself first. I'd always say yes. So when you start having boundaries and saying, no, I don't accept this. No, I'm not going to do that. No, no, I'm not doing that anymore. The you old me look like the asshole, but actually you're looking people after don't like one. it then. Looking after myself. So yeah, to a lot of people, I'd look like an asshole for sure. I've lost friends. I don't feel like I've lost so much. I feel like we're energetically not vibing right now. Mm. And they probably think I'm a bit of a dick because I'll, I'd never speak my mind before. I'd be like, oh, you know, maybe. Or, and I was going to now I'd outright tell you X, Y, and Z I think was wrong and you upset me. And they don't like that. People Can't don't like it. Which is cool. I'm not judging them either. I'm like, that's where they're at. This is where I'm at. But yeah. you have to remember, people do come back different. I'm not the same. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm not going to be the same. But you also need to understand that I didn't come back, oh my God, I'm different, I'm this amazing person. I had to go through some real shit. I feel like a year it's been now, I'm finally really starting to settle in who I am and what I am and just feeling a lot more settled. I feel six months in, like me and my daughter's dad were trying to get back together, as some of you know, and I was still a bit of an arsehole to him when I look now Mm. because I still didn't trust him or there was versions of me that still needed that love that I was going through and that experience is brought it up for me to heal it, which I'm grateful for. Like, I see everything now so differently. But really, like, I had to sit for ages and be like, oh, my God, I fucked up with him and I regret it and oh, my gosh. And now I see it as a no. Like, I'm really grateful that happened because it's brought me to this level of healing and I'm in a much better space. And I needed that experience to be able to grow this way. So it's not that you go to Alaska and everything's healed and fixed. The integration is that. You've got to come back and you've got to process all this stuff and you're going to sometimes backslide. Like, I'll do something and I'll be like, well, that was the old me. And I witness it now, and I'm like, okay, I don't want to choose that anymore. But also, like, what we spoke recently with um, 
which actually just came out last week with Isla, mm-hmm. her episode, where she said about loving that dirty little side of you or that, like... Little piece of shit. The little piece <laughs> of shit. Yeah, and there's parts of me that, like, I can be a fucking cunt at times. I can be cutthroat and bitter. Mm-hmm. And I need, when that part comes, I love that too. But I'm like, I choose not to be in that. Mm. But I know that it's in there and I love you. Like, I'm not going to hold you down. And maybe I'll just be like that sexually now. That really helped me last week. Yeah, I was like, that yeah, was a yeah. great topic. Yeah, so that's good. amazing. Like, what you just said about, you know you can be cutthroat. You know you can be bitter. But you're not going to sit around and beat yourself up over it. You observe it. Choose not to follow it. Because so many of us, when we're feeling bitter or someone's done us wrong, you follow that bitterness. And then in the end, it only consumes you. Like with Maybrain's dad leaving, I could have been that bitter version of me that would have smashed up his car. And I mean, that, guys, that was me. That was me. I would have been all up in his relationship now, tearing them two down. Like, it just would have been Mm -hmm. so icky and draining. I would have just been upset at the end and humiliated. I would have just been a mess. And it never would have brought him back anyway. So what I would have pushed him way further away as well. Just wouldn't. Would it have got? I would have got nothing. And you guys have even said, like, you've been, you're kind of almost too chill now. But I'm honestly just like, people are going to be how they're going to be. All I can. All I can do is how I react and respond to things. And yeah, sometimes I don't react the best. Mm. Not perfect. I'm fucking human. And we had a situation, me and her dad, recently. And he was like, you should have done X, Y, and Z. And he was almost shocked. And I went, yeah, you're right. I should have. And he was like, I said, I'm sorry. I'm not a perfect human. I'm a human. I'm going to make mistakes. You can't expect from me to not make mistakes. But what I'm willing to do is when I do make mistakes, you can pull me up on it. Any one of you, like any one of my friends, whoever can come up to me and tell me you made me feel X, Y, and Z or you're doing X, Y, and Z. I'm open to that. Mm. And I'll be willing to look into that myself. And if I don't feel I have, I'm going to tell you. Mm. But if I feel I have, I will. And that's just where I'm at now. Like, I'm just not going to... I just don't want to, I don't feel the need to say shit to people anymore. Communication's just key. Tell me where I'm at. I'll either accept it or I won't. And that's that. We move on. Yeah, let's move on our relationship from there. Are we going to carry on being besties? Are we not? Like, I don't, I really love that. You know what? So many people hold things in and don't talk because more often they're worried about how the other person's going to react. So for you to put that out there and say, if I've made you feel a type of way, let me know. Oh, I find it so much easier. So Obviously, it's hard, hurtful and hard. And of course, yeah. Especially if you're hearing that you've upset someone that you thought was a really close friend and whatnot. It, it can... Yeah. I think to... And usually you would attack straight away because you're like, well... Defensive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think to summarise, like, it sounds like it's done you the world of good, for sure. Um, I think it's one of those things that I thought, just from hearing from you, is it, initially, yeah, you, you just go to the jungle, wherever it is that you go to, you plant medicine... And, you know, you just get these answers and it's that. But actually, it really is a long process. Mm-hmm. Like I said, another checklist, I didn't really even think of that. And actually, that's really the more painful stuff that you're having to work through because then it's having to deal with other people's emotions and the backlash. I've and then to, like, bring so many people and say sorry to them. Yeah. Or message people and be like, I'm so grateful you helped me in this time of life. I just wanted to say thank you. And just, I've really had to go and, like, clear up. There's a book called Ex- Ecstasy to Laundry. People should read it if they want to do a plant medicine. I haven't actually read it, but it came through in my journey a lot, and it really is. So you go to ecstasy, this bliss, this amazingness, you see all this stuff. You want to come home and do your fucking dirty laundry. Mm -hmm. And that's just really... And I see, like, a lot of my family members like me way more. Some of them hate me way more. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's really intriguing to see the difference because I've had to come back and clear up my shit and apologise and own up and be like, yeah, I was a dick here, and I'm sorry, and what can I do? Like, I can't change it. 
So this is me now and I love you. <laughs> if you like me, it's okay. If you don't, it's also okay. I love just, to, just to finalise though, so plant medicines are illegal currently, right, in the UK. Is that correct? Yes. So do you think it is something that in time could become legal at all? So I went to a talk on ayahuasca because I really needed to understand what happened to me because I was like, I've changed so much. I need to get some scientific understanding. So it was really interesting because DMT, so you can also do DMT in a hit, which is 20 minutes. So it's a short ayahuasca hit. I don't know about that. Like people have done it, but for me, I'm not sure. They actually do it in university. So if you did want to go and do that, you could do it in a safe university setting. Mm. I kind of had it out with the guy because I was like, I think you're kind of disrespecting the plant. Like yeah. you should be at home. You're doing it in this environment that's not really safe. Like it's safe, but it's not like, you know, shaming. It's not pure to the root. I was like, yeah. you should probably merge the both the shaming and the, because I think you should have some kind of like psychological therapy afterwards mm-hmm. um, to integrate. Um, really thinking the integration is so so key like you need to you've just had your mind fucking blown like yeah. you need someone to help you piece it back together but someone that kind of gets it as well so it's a really great integration coach which I'll put I'll put all the people that I work yeah, with on this list so they're working with in controlled environments to give people DMT so you could go up and sign up it's a university in London I can't remember what one it's called I'll try find it for the show notes um, so yeah, you can sign up and do that. So they are moving now a lot more to, especially mushrooms and DMT being used because mental health aspects are incredible. And he did this graph, which really shocked me. He was like, things that kill you out of like drugs and stuff, that out of like numbers. And mushrooms and ayahuasca were like, I don't think ayahuasca was even on there. Mushrooms was way low, but like heroin was the first, tobacco was yeah. the second. Wow. Yeah. Alcohol was probably the third, I think. Heroin, tobacco, alcohol, I think it was. Yeah, that's legal. Yeah, that's that's legal. legal. Interesting. Right? And I was like, money. the really great stuff was, I can even see it because of how many times I had to go down. I didn't even know how far down it was, but it was very wow. low. That's, very that low. speaks volumes for the UK government. Big up yeah. yourselves. <laughs> most, countries, <laughs> most countries are like that. And Shit. so it is becoming more and more legalized because they're realizing people are so mental. And the, they said in the jungle, like, I, um, ayahuasca is actually their doctor. They didn't have doctors in hospitals like we did. So that that would tell them if they've got cancer, tell them if they've got a broken bone. Like they said for the West, it's for mental health. That's what we go for. But for us, it's our doctor. We go there for anything. It's their physician. Yeah, my GP in the jungle. Literally yeah. is. Like they've got migraines. That's what they go for. They've got skin problems. They go for that. Like, really? Yeah, we'll tell them all this crazy stuff. They've got all these plants to help. Um, but yeah, um, so it is becoming more and more, and there's people that I know now that are working to fight to get this legal in the in the world in the country because it's so helpful. And what he showed me was a depressed brain. So if you Google a depressed brain and a healthy brain, there's actually a difference in the way the brain works physically. So you can actually on a CT scan see it. Um, so what he showed is that my brain had kind of just been mushed and replaced. It turned into like plasticine and been rewired. So when I came back, I was no longer miserable and depressed. And then what happens is you start another journey. So I found my homeopath straight after from a girl in the jungle. So I started a journey with her. Then I found this other thing, this really great coach that I'm now working with and who's completely changed my life. I absolutely love him. It's only like $44 a month as well. It's ridiculous. I, I love them calls. Um, I found him like when I really needed him. So you realize now that their care packages, I call them in my book, that I've had it my whole life, but even more so now because I'm so aware of it. I get things in my path exactly when I need it. It's just, it's the best thing ever. I love that. A care package. It's so cute. It's a chapter in my book. Don't steal it. (laughs) (laughs) 
I think I don't have anything to kind of add to it. Like, mm. it's definitely been probably one of our most wild podcasts to record because I think you do mentally have to be in a certain place to hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I've followed your journey for so long, so you're always enlightening me and educating me and all of this stuff. And you do have to be very open-minded for this stuff. Like, let's not play it down. It's, it's not for everyone. Topic. 100% taboo, and that's why we've recorded it, honeys. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just think... Definitely reach out to Lacey if you have listened to this and you feel called or have questions on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, referral is really important as well if you want to do something like this. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Well done, babes. Over and out. Bye. <laughs>